Tired of losing money in the stock market roller coaster? Frustrated with the government taxing you into oblivion? Worried about inflation? How do you prepare for so many financial uncertainties? Welcome to the show that will help you develop your game plan. The Financial Quarterback with Josh Jelinski. Josh is a noted financial advisor and president of the Jelinski Advisory Group. And he's here to answer your questions. Now, let's kick off your financial future. Here's Josh Jelinski. My media director, Dave, my media guy, Dave, is helping me out today. Dave has a comedy act reunion we're going to invite you to later on. If you want to hear some funny, I didn't even know it was that funny. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, next up, we have on the show Confessions of a CPA, Dark Confessions, live from the CPA. We are going live on Facebook at fb.com slash the financial quarterback is that correct dave fb.com slash the financial quarterback if you want to see me live in my ugly mug i will be revealing later on in the show a willy wonka themed mask and uh i i may look like an oompa loompa when we're done so we have a rare treat one of my favorite guests thus far talking about a new concept called the Capital Equivalent Value of Life Insurance. The new book is Confessions of a CPA. Brian Bloom joins us all the way from Illinois. So uh, thanks for getting up a little earlier, Brian. Good morning. Well, good morning, Josh. How are you today? Wonderful. Uh, After this, I go to kids' soccer games, and then we have a bunch of people over our house. So it'll be a fun day. Sounds like it. Very very eventful. So you you wrote Confessions of a CPA 1. You wrote Confessions of a CPA 2. And for those who are not familiar with Brian Bloom, I want you to explain. Uh, Brian's been an, uh, a financial advisor for a number of years, uh, CPA, uh, been in the business many, many years, used to actually be the staff accountant for the State University's retirement system of Illinois, where he eventually yeah, that's became... Right. That's how I started, that's how I yeah, started yeah. there. I ended up being their chief financial officer a few years after that. Yeah, I, I bet you if they followed more of your advice, Illinois wouldn't be in so much trouble, right? <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so I, I do want to get your comment as somebody who has dealt with state... Uh, did you deal with the state pension? Oh yeah, absolutely. It was uh, Illinois got uh, five of them, and and we covered the uh, university professors and staff uh, throughout the state. Sure. So I want to hear from you about the state pension crisis as well. But he has his MBA, uh, bachelor's in accountancy, CPA. He's been million dollar roundtable for a number of years, um, and and I know uh, your wife Pam is a biblical scholar. We always have fun talking about yes. the Bible and stuff. So, uh, and she's a great lady. And then you have a, uh, three grandkids, which you dedicated the new book for. So, uh, t- tell people a little about yourself, and then what prompted you to write the first two books, and then we're going to go into the new book. Sure. Well, thanks, Josh, for having me this morning. Uh, pleasure to be with you guys. Um, so, uh, my background is, um, uh, as you stated, first in public accounting uh, with. Uh, public pensions. And then um, after that, I took a five-year stint uh, with a CPA firm 
and and dealt with the private side of retirement and advised uh, small business owners uh, in regards to their 401k, their profit sharing, their money purchase plans that they may have made or wanted to make available to their employees. Um, and uh, then uh, I, I wouldn't call it a crisis, but a turning point in my life came when I realized that my personal finances and the finances of the people I was talking to were not turning out um, the way that we were all taught they should turn out. So I, I took a, 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 a break from everything, and I found as many financial products as I could find and as many um, financial strategies as I could find, uh, tore them down, built them back up, and thus was the uh, book series called Confessions of a CPA. Because you see, Josh, what I, what I found was that what I was taught to be true wasn't. Mm. And uh, it needed to be it needs to be exposed because we're all being led down a path of, of financial destruction. Mm. Wow. So we'll, we'll talk more about that. And for those of you who are CPAs who are listening to the show on October 24th, we're giving free CPE credits to any CPA who wants them. Uh, call us at 888-988-JOSH, October 24th, free CPE credits. And we're giving away, book, folks, the Confessions of a CPA, the capital equivalent value of life insurance. So what you found out to be true, this is a great point for many of our listeners, if what you found out to be true turned out different, what would you change? So you, you changed your entire practice, right? I mean, so, so, oh, yeah. so what, what were some things that you found that were not true that you had believed previous? Well, you know, it, coming as a CPA, it, what I finally realized that was that if, if my strategy for my clients was going to work, it had to fail. So in other words, you know, I, I went my whole life uh, helping people defer their income taxes so that they wouldn't have to pay their taxes today, but failed to realize the burden of those taxes in the future at a uncertain date to be taxed at some uncertain rate. Now, the assumption is, is that we're going to be in a lower tax bracket when we retire. But if we're going to be in a lower tax bracket following the advice of deferring your income, that means you're going to have to live on less income the day after you retire than what it was costing you to live the day before you retired, which means the financial plan would have to fail because I'd have less money to live on. And that was that was that was a striking. I mean, I just fell on the floor on that one going, oh, my gosh, my clients have to fail if my plan is going to work for them. So if you have a 401k, 457, 403b, or IRA, your plan, repeat that for our listeners, your plan has to fail if it works out, or your, if your plan works yeah. out, it's failing. So flesh it's, that out a little bit more because people, I mean, yeah. everybody has a 401k or IRA, and they might, yeah. they might find this a little bit, you know, yeah. alarming. So, so, okay, so Josh, the, 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 the day before you retire, you're going to have a certain lifestyle, correct? Sure. 
the day after you retire, do you want the same lifestyle? Yes, or I want a better lifestyle. Well, forget about the better lifestyle. If you want the same lifestyle, that means you have to have the same income. Yep. The day before you retire as the day after you retire. Now, if your CPA is pushing you down the trail of the belief that you're going to be in a lower tax bracket when you retire, that means you're going to have less money to spend. So sure. The only way he can be right is if he's wrong. Hmm. If, he's going to, if your plan is going to fail, because a failed plan means you can't live the lifestyle you want. Heck, Josh, you just said you wanted a better lifestyle. Yeah. My, guys in my profession are leading people, and, and, and in every human resource department across the nation, are leading people down a path of failure. Mm. Now that because, because they're not going to have as much money to live on, based on their premise. Mm. That you're going to be in a lower tax bracket. The only way that can happen, according to a 401k plan, is that you, you're 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 living on less. Well, that's mm. not the same lifestyle. So, uh, to flesh this out, let's say somebody has a million dollars saved in their IRA. Yeah. They did good. They, uh, you know, they, yeah. they 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 were a good boy or girl in school. They worked hard for 30 years, and they have a million dollars saved for their retirement. Mm-hmm. If they pull money out of that IRA, they have to pay taxes on it. Right. So that money, let's say they're following conventional wisdom, which is the 4% rule. They're going to pull 40 grand a year out of that million dollars. They're going to pay taxes on it, and they're only going to net 30 grand a year. Is that kind of what you're getting at here? Now, I know what you're getting at because I'm in the business. We've we've talked many times before, but I'm just saying I, I think we as maybe unconventional financial planners, we get it quicker than the clients sometimes do because we've been hearing this stuff for 10, 15, 20 years. And you've been a pioneer in the field. And I grew up in the field because I was trained by people like you since I was, you know, 21, 22 in the business. So I never learned the bad habits that you had to unlearn. But I think in sometimes you need to almost uh, unlearn some of these things, because right. even when people listen to the show and they say, well, Josh, I did the Roth. I did insurance. I, I repositioned money from taxable to tax-free, and then I had a tax bill and then my accountant said, oh, why are you doing this? And, and then they forget uh, the whole strategy. So I, I do want to talk a little bit about that and kind of repositioning to tax-free and some of the problems that one might incur upon that path, namely their accountant may not understand, right? I mean, that, right. Might be, right. that might be the bigger problem. But the, but the question with the million-dollar IRA that, that you take 4% out, that means if that's all you've got, that means you worked your, – your, your, your compensation the day before you retired was only $40,000 if you're going to have the same lifestyle. Now, if your compensation the day before you retired was sixty, and you can only take forty thousand out of your IRA, because otherwise you're going to run out of money before you run out of life. Mm. Well, that's a failed plan. Mm. The CPA led you towards a failed plan. Mm. Yeah, you might have got you a million dollars, and 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 Josh, I'm not even talking about the taxes on it yet. See, we as a nation, we don't save enough for retirement either. 
a million dollars is going to support a $40,000 compensation the day before you retire. Now, now, now you can throw Social Security on top of that. That's great. But the $40,000 that you take out of the IRA is going to cause your Social Security to be taxed. That's, that's a double taxation, but you're not even going to get all the Social Security that you think you're going to get. Hmm. Wow. Well, we'll talk more about Social Security, double taxation, and the new book, Confessions of a CPA, the Capital Equivalent Value of Life Insurance. We're going to talk about life insurance, answer any of your life insurance questions, also any of your tax questions as it relates to your 401k or IRA. And we'll give you a new book, Brian Bloom, CPA's Confessions of a CPA, the Capital equivalent value of life insurance that will be our free gift when you schedule and keep your no obligation review so call us now 888-988-JOSH 888-988-JOSH will be in Princeton New Jersey this week Red Bank New Jersey King of Prussia Pennsylvania Tom Jiva New Jersey Short Hills New Jersey Atkinsack New Jersey also Melville Long Island New York City and a spot near you also Connecticut call us uh, as well, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674. We'll be back after these messages. Tax-deferred vehicles such as 401Ks and IRAs sound good up front, but did you realize that when you retire, you'll have to pay taxes on all your earnings? You can legally minimize your taxes when you withdraw retirement funds with tax-free IRAs and other tax-favored accounts. Call the Jelinski Advisory Group now at 888-988-JOSH. That's 888-988-JOSH to learn how you could enjoy a higher standard of living with these tax-favored accounts. Make sure you don't get blindsided by taxes on your retirement plans. Call Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, now for a complimentary one-hour consultation to empower your financial decisions. Leave your checkbook at home. They will not sell anything at this meeting but they'll educate you on your many options in retirement. In fact, if you call right now for one of the complimentary no-fee tax-fighting reviews, they will give you a copy of the book Tax-Free Retirement as a free gift if you call within the next three minutes. Call 888-988-JOSH. That's 888-988-JOSH. Now let's get back in the huddle with the financial quarterback. He's a real nowhere man. Sitting in his nowhere land, making all his nowhere plans for nobody. Doesn't have a With the little Beatles and your calls at 800-321-0710. If you have a question, we are live now taking your questions. And if you want the Brian Bloom book, we're going to give that to you free. When you schedule and keep your no-obligation review at 888-988-JOSH, that number again, 888-988-5674, you get the book, Confessions of a CPA. Wouldn't you like to learn about what a CPA, 19 years, helped run the pension in the state of Illinois? Wouldn't you like to know what he found out? What, what were the things that changed his mind about the 401k and which tax-advantaged strategies did he like? Call us now, 
321-0710. I got a lot of you who had questions about the Willy Wonka picture. You know, why, why did it take so long for me to post the Willy Wonka uh, picture? Uh, if you could go to fb.com slash the financial quarterback, we're putting up some Willy Wonka pictures where I looked, uh, I, I, I did a pretty good Gene Wilder version. Personally, I find the alternative, the Johnny Depp version of Willy Wonka ridiculous and absurd. I, I, I didn't care for it too much. Gene Wilder was the man. So give us a call, 800-321-0710. Yeah, does anyone here like the Johnny Depp version of Willy Wonka? So I, I had a purple jacket, a uh, goldish tan floppy tie, you know, something out of the 1800s, tan pants and a flowery shirt and a top hat. So... What about you? The things we do for our kids, right? It was it was a blast. I had I had a very fun time. So give us a call 800-321-0710 if you have questions on stocks, bonds, annuities, mutual funds, whatever question you have, no question is a dumb one except the one that you do not ask. So IRA beneficiaries should name their own beneficiaries. So folks, maybe you've just inherited an IRA and you don't know what to do with it. One of the worst things you could do is just cash out of it. One of the best things you could do is make it a stretch IRA, either a stretch Roth or a stretch traditional IRA. You may say, what is a stretch? That's when you don't take out money based on the five-year rule. You don't take a lump sum rule you take it out over and against your life expectancy, similar to a 70-and-a-half-year-old would take an RMD. So then we're going to talk about using the medical expense exception to the 10% early distribution penalty. And as always, I really want to hear from you at 888-988-JOSH. And Trump's tariffs are not playing as well as one would think in Peoria. I heard they were playing well in Minneapolis, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Also, in other news, uh, one former Netflix bull is getting bearish on the stock. Now, we don't recommend you buy or sell anything based on what we say on the air, but it is indicative of a problem with tech how tech has come up so highly that if any of the Fangman stocks, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, Microsoft, Apple, NVIDIA, suffer, it could be pain for the broader market. And as one company is raising its minimum wage, Ford is planning cuts to its salaried workforce. And ways to modernize Social Security. But first, the Trump report. The Trump uh, family used a strategy to save on taxes. And uh, many people are wondering, is this legitimate? Is it not? Greg Iacursi uh, talks about 
President Trump's uh, saving millions of taxes using a grantor retained annuity trust. So just what is a grant and why is it used? Well, number one, it is legal. Grats are complex vehicles used to transfer wealth in a tax-efficient way. Uber-wealthy families often use grats to remove wealth from their estate and transfer it to their kids who inherit that wealth tax-free. Perfectly legal, by the way. In Mr. Trump's case, his parents transferred properties, such as apartment complexes, into two grats. One in his father Fred's name and the other in his mother Mary's name, according to an investigative report published by the New York Times. The Trump family is hardly alone in doing this. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, uh, the Walton family, Sheldon Adelson, Goldman Sachs's Lloyd Blankfein have reportedly set up these types of trusts as well. So here's how it works. And if you want to save taxes like a Trump, Call us, 888-988-JOSH, and maybe you have a comment on the tax-minimizing ways of our president. Call us now, 800-321-0710. Grats are also known as split-interest trusts. The interest is an asset, in an asset, so let's say New York real estate, is split between the original owner, so that would be Fred Trump, and the beneficiary over a set number of years. That would be... Uh, the Donald, our president, as well as his children, uh, his siblings. The transfer can be short-term, maybe two years, or longer-term, maybe 10 to 20 years. The typical grat strategy is to put an asset into the trust that is likely to appreciate greatly in value, according to estate planners, like what happened with New York City real estate in the 90s and 2000s. The grantor receives annuity income, a combination of principal plus an interest rate set by the Treasury Department, over the Gratz term, and the beneficiary receives the remaining value tax-free. Here's a high-level illustration. Let's say you put in $10 million worth of stock into a Grat with a five-year term and a 3% interest rate. The grantor would get $2 million in principal and 60000 in interest payments every year for five years. Let's say the stock, though, grew to $20 million at that time. The beneficiary would get a total of the $9.7 million tax-free. Such a sta- strategy would have saved Mr. Trump and his siblings far more than the $5 million in taxes back in 1999 when Fred Trump died. In fact, it probably saved him like $300 million due to the appreciation of uh, real estate. So it was a smart move. However, there was ample room to game the system by purposely lowballing the value of an asset, uh, which is something you want to watch. Let's say the grantor has real estate worth $50 million, but says the asset is only worth 10 when it goes into the trust. The beneficiary will get a much bigger tax-free transfer in this scenario, roughly $30 million more than in the prior example. That's what the New York Times is alleging. Uh, the New York Times investigation, and now Investment News is repeating this fake news in preparation for this article. So this is interesting. They act like it's fact. They, they mean, you know, so, so this article, which is awesome, on Gratz by Greg I. Kersey, says, indeed, the New York Times investigation found the Trump family was, so you've got to be a discerning uh, digester of media, found that the Trump family was able to dodge hundreds of millions of taxes uh, by submitting tax returns that grossly undervalued real estate. How's that proven? There's no 
Usually you say something like in debate and you want to then prove that with examples. There were no such examples given. In one example, the Trumps valued 25 apartment complexes at $41 million in 1995. Banks valued those same properties at $900 million in 2004. That's exactly the point. So, you know, again, you then begin to repeat these things so much that people believe them. If you can fudge the value, Richard Barron says, an estate planning attorney who worked at the IRS for more than a decade, says if you can fudge the value, you're going to leave a big tax free remainder that passes to your kids. Now, generally, though, you, you, you got to submit. If you get audited, you have to do all types of things. You know, so you got to you know get appraisals, and that's why a grat is a really good tool, provided you do it the right way. Now, unless they found something that reveals they didn't, I don't know why they're acting like they did. Charlie Douglas, an estate planner that we've had on the show, said there's a risk in using grats if the grantor dies before the end of the trust term. If the grantor dies during the term of the grat, the whole thing is brought back into the state. And it didn't achieve anything for estate tax purposes when you die. The grantor has to outlive the term of the grat. That is often why wealthy opt for shorter-term grats rather than longer ones. Indeed, the Trumps opted for a two-year grat. So this is very interesting, and we're going to talk to you about uh, some potentially sweeping retirement legislation that is likely coming soon. So we're going to give you breaking news. So give us a call. 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674, 888-988-JOSH. We'll be back after these messages. Tax-deferred vehicles such as 401ks and IRAs sound good up front, but did you realize that when you retire, you'll have to pay taxes on all your earnings? You can legally minimize your taxes when you withdraw retirement funds with tax-free IRAs and other tax-favored accounts. Call the Jelinski Advisory Group now at 888-988-JOSH. That's 888-988-JOSH to learn how you could enjoy a higher standard of living with these tax-favored accounts. Make sure you don't get blindsided by taxes on your retirement plans. Call Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback now, for a complimentary one-hour consultation to empower your financial decisions. Leave your checkbook at home. They will not sell anything at this meeting, but educate you on your many options in retirement. In fact, if you call right now for one of the complimentary, no-fee, tax-fighting reviews, they will give you a copy of the book, Tax-Free Retirement, as a free gift. If you call within the next three minutes, call 888-988-JOSH. That's 888-988-JOSH. Now, let's get back in the huddle with the financial quarterback.
financial significance to you. We're talking about sweeping retirement legislation. And we talked about Gratz and some of the strategies that President Trump used to save on taxes. And maybe you need maybe you need some help there. Give us a call, 800-321-0710. And a special thanks to the Chalfant uh, in Cape May for hosting the show today uh, while I get to spend the day with my kids and lovely wife. So give us a call. Where is everybody? Call us, 800-321-0710 if you have questions on all matters financial. David Einhorn says Tesla may resemble Lehman. I'll tell you why I don't think that's the case. Uh, it, it, it also is the case that you have to be careful that some of these people you hear about are short sellers. So... Uh, you know, Einhorn and his company have uh, lost uh, some some money due to their being such a prominent critic of Tesla. He bashed the car maker, saying its woes resemble that of Lehman. Like Lehman, we think uh, the deception is about to catch up to Tesla. Musk's erratic behavior suggests that he sees it the same way. Einhor pointed to parallels by saying Lehman threatened short sellers refused to raise capital and management publicly suggested it would go private in the months leading up to the bank's collapse. Einhorn said in the letter uh, his short position on Tesla was his second biggest winner in the third quarter. Uh, his main fund apparently lost 26% this year, so he has a lot to gain by the demise of Tesla, I, I think, do we really want to see? Now, if, if there's stuff that are problematic involved in the company, I guess that's why the SEC got involved. But the, the, the point is, a lot of people love the car. They've transformed the car industry. And uh, now they're the biggest revenue-grossing product, and I, I don't see them stopping. It's a, it's a fantastic car by, you know, Consumer Reports uh, puts it, uh, National Safety Standards puts it in the top. So uh, at worst-case scenario, it might get, you know, maybe bought by somebody. But it is a fantastic um, opportunity. Now, now, is it grossly overvalued? Yes, it's disgustingly overvalued. But that's not the issue here. So we'll go to estate and tax experts weighing in on the Trump report. But first, we have Bob. You're on with Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Hi, Bob. Good morning, Josh. Josh, I have a very quick question. Uh, my son is self-employed, and he makes over under 100000 Sure. And uh, I'm just trying to understand this 20% deduction. Do you have to put money into something in order to get the deduction, or you can just take 20% assuming you qualify for all the requirements? What you're referring to is the 20% Trump tax write-off if you're a small business owner, which is great, except they need to make it available for all small businesses, even those of us in finance and medicine. That's what I'd be lobbying them for. However, uh, if he is not in one of those professional service types of industries, like medicine or finance— uh, it's a religious organization. Engineering is in there. It's he, religious. He, yeah, but he's, it's a self-employed individual. So he should yes, be fine to take 20% off of 
his duties. So let's say he makes a hundred grand as a rabbi. Uh, he and it's a self-employed thing. I mean, I don't know if you'd be really self-employed rabbi employed by your uh, shul, but anyway, I, you know, I don't know. Whatever he does as a self-employed religious individual, if you take a hundred grand. He gets a 20% write-off of that 100. He only pays taxes on 80 grand, not 100. Then you get the increased standard deduction. Uh, that's 24 grand if he's married and 50 and over. Uh, 12 grand if he's not married. Is he married? It's religious. Is he married? No, it's a religious okay. organization. Okay, so he is not married. So he would get the single deduction, which is 12,000. He'd get... The 80% write-off, which is about 20, he'd only pay taxes on about $68,000. Now, as a religious institution, he could set up a 401k and a 403b, get another $24,000 write-off, okay? So he could pay taxes on essentially, instead of 100 grand, if he made 100 grand in this illustration, he could pay taxes on 44 grand. This is where the Trump tax plan is pretty powerful, when you merge it with retirement planning. If you don't do any retirement planning, it's, it's, it's not it's like a it's like a wash, especially in the Northeast, because you can't write off as much property taxes and stuff like that. State income, state sales tax and the like. And if you're like Bob, call us now. Eight hundred three, two, one, zero, seven, ten. We're taking your calls. Uh, any other follow up questions to that? Bob? Yes, sir. Sure. Do you expect the uh, forms to come out relatively short to, uh, order? so people can understand how the new law works and so forth? There are plenty of calculators and uh, guidance on the Internet. We would be happy to share that with you. Uh, if you if you want to call us at 888-988-JOSH and set up a, a review, um, you know, when will the, you know, 1040 easy form and all that stuff come out? I, I don't know about that. But in terms of there's a lot of guidance out there. So you, you should be getting, you know, January 31 is the typical date which employers must deliver W-2 to employees. So you're, you're probably going to get all that relevant stuff in January if those are the forms you mean. But in terms of guidance, there are plenty of guidance that, that we could offer. There are Trump tax calculators on the Internet that are often, though, flawed by a particular perspective. So if generally, you know, you're going to a left-leaning site, they may not include all the goodies, like the retirement plan design. So your son should rethink his retirement plan because that's one of the best benefits of this tax code. It was not necessarily the best benefit of the previous tax code, meaning it didn't make as much sense to defer because you get all these other write-offs. Now you don't get as many write-offs and the rate is lower. Does that make sense? So, uh, Josh, may I just confirm that one point that you do not have to fund to get that basic 20%? No, you don't correct? have to fund, but you should fund. Because to use the 100 grand il il illustration, right? If he makes 100 grand years as a self-employed individual under the new tax code, he's only going to pay taxes on 80, okay? If he, if he merges this with a retirement plan, he may only pay tax on 44 grand. If he does this right. So this is, I mean, it's a really powerful tax savings strategy that I would look into. And you got to look into that before January 1. Because the steps he's taking now, I mean, we're telling some clients, 
you got to get all your withholding. You got to get your withholding dramatically increased from now to the end of the year to get the write-offs. And people people go to their HR department. Sometimes their HR department's slow at getting back to them with stuff. So nothing against HR. We have a lot of great clients who work in HR. So uh, next up we have Ken. But Bob, call us eight 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 nine eight eight. Josh, we're going to be in Long Island this week. Also New York City, Hackensack. New Jersey, Short Hills, New Jersey, webinars, wherever you're listening, also Pennsylvania, Princeton, New Jersey, Red Bank, New Jersey, and our corporate headquarters in Toms River, New Jersey. Call us now, 888-988-JOSH, also Red Bank, New Jersey, 888-988-JOSH. You call us for help on the Trump tax plan. Next, we have Ken. You're on with Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I know you uh, are not for the 529, but... Since my kids were born about 17 years ago, I started it, so that's what I have. Um, I was very diligent, and I have about 30 grand for three each for each three of my kids saved. And now I have a senior that's going to start next year. So my question is, what's the best strategy to draw down the 529 as they start college? Sure. Uh, now I want to commend you for saving. You know, saving in anything for college is great. So what my critique on the 529 is I think it limits one's options when the kids get to college. You know what I mean? Because if you knew, you know, do you know where, where your senior is going to college or no? Well, uh, yeah, I'm a New York resident, so I'm taking advantage of the SUNY school, um, which is a deal. And not only that, um, it's been a a tax deduction on my New York state taxes. So at least I had that benefit throughout sure. the years. And, um, so you're, you're looking at SUNY, which is about 20, 23,000 a year, which is very good value. And, um, she's good. She's, she wants to go to Binghamton or, uh, Oneonta for education, okay. early sure. childhood education. Is there anything you could do in the next year to increase her aid package? You know, for example, pay for a tutor, get those SAT scores up so that she can be eligible for some type of grant. She's been very diligent, and we've been doing that. We've been doing the tutors with her, and she just, she coincidentally just finished her last SAT yesterday, and she's very confident she did much better and improved it. Because that may help her package. Also, uh, you know, being a part of senior nights where they have the scholarships, you know, at your local town and local area. There's a lot there. Um, There's two ways you could play the 529. You you could say, I'm going to answer that question when we return from the break. It's a great question. How do you draw down the nine? 529. Do you take it all out now? Do you let it grow? Do you split it up 30, 30, 30? You know, we're going to reveal the answer to that question when we return. But if you're looking into college planning, retirement planning, taking advantage of the new Trump tax plan, call us now, 888-988-JOSH. We'll give you a free book when you set up your no obligation review, 888-988-JOSH. After these messages, I'll come back with the exciting conclusion to Ken's call. Tax-deferred vehicles such as 401ks and IRAs sound good up front, but did you realize that when you retire, you'll have to pay taxes on all your earnings? 
You can legally minimize your taxes when you withdraw retirement funds with tax-free IRAs and other tax-favored accounts. Call the Jelinski Advisory Group now at 888-988-JOSH. That's 888-988-JOSH to learn how you could enjoy a higher standard of living with these tax-favored accounts. Make sure you don't get blindsided by taxes on your retirement plans. Call Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, now for a complimentary one-hour consultation to empower your financial decisions. Leave your checkbook at home. They will not sell anything at this meeting, but they'll educate you on your many options in retirement. In fact, if you call right now for one of the complimentary no-fee tax-fighting reviews, they will give you a copy of the book Tax-Free Retirement as a free gift if you call within the next three minutes. Call 888-988-JOSH. That's 888-988-JOSH. Now let's get back in the huddle with the financial quarterback. Taking your calls at 800-321-0710. There are two ways you could do the 529 spend down when you go to send your kids to school. Uh, You could take it all out now because the market's high, right? So you could literally take $23,000 per year from each of your three children and their 529s. Immediately, every year as you get your bills. The benefit of that is then you ensure you lock in the gains of the past so many years, or you could say, you know, if, if let's say you have 10 years from between now and when your youngest goes to school and your income's pretty good, you could say, you know what, we're going to Uh, Let this money compound further for the third child's education. There's two ways you could kind of do it. Uh, And and I wouldn't have a problem with either. The benefit of the first strategy is then you've completely covered your first kid's debt. So then you then take all of the money you're saving now that would have gone to the school and pound it into child two or three so you get better compounding in a vehicle that you can control. You know, for example, I like the strategy where if you know she's going to Oneonta or Binghamton, you say, you know, we're going to buy a place for the next 10 or 12 years that each of our three kids are going to go into. And then what that's going to do is dramatically lower your costs. It's also going to protect you from housing inflation in a college market. Then you get income, then you get right off. So that's a way to kind of do both the conventional and the counter-conventional. Then you get more write-offs because of the cost segregation strategy that I could show you about as well uh, for purchasing a rental property. Does that help you, Ken, a little bit? Oh uh, Yeah, somewhat. I mean, if it's... Uh you know, 30, 30, 30 for each kid in the plan, you're saying to plow the entire thing into one kid and pay off one, the entire four years in one shot? Or are you saying... If your goal, if your goal is to help them go debt-free each, if your goal is just say, hey, here's 30, do whatever you want with it, 
if you're going to screw around in college, you know, that's on you. We're giving each of you 30. That's cool, too. I, I don't mind that strategy either. Then it's just a yeah, gift. Just... But if you're looking to get some velocity on the money, you know, meaning using those dollars in multiple ways, you take that money that would have gone to college, you apply that to some type of rental property. So take and the, then take you the don't pay the increasing cost of room and board. You know, we got to get a meal plan, then you got to get this, then you got to get this. That'll save you dramatically. So uh, you that, find that a, money find a place. Yeah. So. So that's kind of what I recommend. But I also recommend you call us eight 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 nine eight eight Josh. Get the review, uh, the college planning review. So you have to think: are, Is your goal to pay their entire bill, each of their bills, or are you only uh, paying? It's only going to be you know uh, a third or a, you know. It's going to, you know, FAFSA will come into play, so I want to try to uh, outmaneuver the FAFSAs. And that's why I'm saying pay all of them on the one, because then child two and three look poorer. But that's provided child one complies, you know, because child one will have no debt, you know. Yeah, you want to be fair in in a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to you got to kind of break down a strategy. That's why it's important. To have, you know, the, the, the problem with the strategy will be if child one says, oh, I'm dead free. Bye, dad. Bye, mom. I'm, you know, <laughs> and the other two. What, what I would say is we are giving 30 to each of you, but we're trying to make this stretch more. And what that means That's is correct. you may have a you may have a promissory note from daughter number one to you where she then has to make payments every month for 60 months or a year. That would be far better. Or maybe she takes her part-time savings or part-time earnings, you know, of employment, and then she pounds it into child's number two, you know, plan. But what about the, take, the strategy what about the of emptying, the, the strategy of emptying the 529s will help you when it comes to FAFSA time for child two and three. That's why I'm suggesting that. But what about taking that $4,000 tax deduction and pay that cash and then use the rest and spend down, spend it, you know, her 30000 at once? Would that, would that be of any? Yeah, I think, I think paying her first bill entirely the first year will help her then in years two, three, and whatever. You then take the seven grand. That's in there. Transfer it to daughter number two. She looks poor years three and four, maybe. But, you know, there's a lot of maneuvers. That's why you got to call us for the college planning review. Thank you, Ken. 888-988-JOSH. 888-988-JOSH. See, we've got two Rockland County callers. You can meet with me individually in uh, Hackensack, not too far from Rockland County. So go ahead, Dave. You're on. Yes, good morning, Josh. I had two questions about the 20% deduction. Um, number one, I was wondering if that 20% deduction for the businesses, is that strictly off distribution or that would also be off salary of an owner? And um, the second question would be, is that a complete deduction off the state and local tax or that's only a federal deduction? Um, 
The 20% is a federal deduction. And what was your first question on that? If that's a deduction across the whole salary and distribution, or that would only be considered a deduction off the distribution amount? The distribution of what? Meaning off the business, when as a business owner, when somebody gets a salary, let's say he's taking a $100,000 salary, and at the end of the year well, he's No, it's the it's the... Well, we'll get through. I got to take a break now. We'll, we'll we'll keep you on through the break, and then we'll talk more about the, how the Section 199A deduction works. And folks, by the way, anybody who's a small business owner, you need to be taking advantage of this. And even if you're not eligible, you could set up certain retirement plans that would help you uh, become. Eligible. So give us a call, 800-321-0710. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Don't touch that dial. Tax-deferred vehicles such as 401ks and IRAs sound good up front. But did you realize that when you retire, you'll have to pay taxes on all your earnings? You can legally minimize your taxes when you withdraw retirement funds with tax-free IRAs and other tax-favored accounts. Call the Jelinski Advisory Group now at 888-988-JOSH. That's 888-988-JOSH to learn how you could enjoy a higher standard of living with these tax-favored accounts. Make sure you don't get blindsided by taxes on your retirement plans. Call Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback now, for a complimentary one-hour consultation to empower your financial decisions. Leave your checkbook at home. They will not sell anything at this meeting, but educate you on your many options in retirement. In fact, if you call right now for one of the complimentary no-fee tax-fighting reviews, they will give you a copy of the book Tax-Free Retirement as a free gift. If you call within the next three minutes, call 888-988-JOSH. That's 888-988-JOSH. Now let's get back in the huddle with the financial quarterback. Now, 888-988-JOSH, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Long Island, Delaware, wherever you are, call us 888-988-JOSH for the free review. There are finer details. So this is qualified business income. So that does not include capital gains, interest income, or dividend income. Another important thing to know, qualified business income does not include income earned outside the U.S. It only applies to domestic income. So th there's a lot here, and then there's an income limit, but then there are ways to avoid the income limit too. So <laughs> Section 199 is where business owners and real estate investors may get to simply not pay income taxes on 20% of your business income. So that's your, your net business income that you pay taxes on. So it has nothing to do with, you know, it's, it's, you know, so if your business gross is a million dollars, you have 900,000 in salaries and overhead and the net is a hundred, then you're getting a 20 grand write off is, is the simplest way to work it out. But the idea is to drive that business income even lower. Now using section 199A business owners so the best part is you don't need to burn any cash or make big financial commitments to get this tax break. 
So this is huge. So let's say you earn 100 grand as a sole proprietor. In this case, you get a deduction equal to 20% of the 100 grand or 20 grand. The only rub is the 20%. Uh, it can't exceed 20% of your taxable income. So let's say you earn 100 grand in a sole proprietorship, but you use the 24,000 standard deduction and shelter 26,000 using a solo 401k. In this case, your taxable income is 50 grand. You don't get a section 199A on the 100, you get it on the 50. But then you're only paying taxes on 40 grand. And this is an amazing benefit of the Trump code, probably the best benefit of the Trump code. Okay, Dave, hopefully that helps you. Next up, John, final question. Yes, uh, Mr. Joshua, I have a question about Hello. the gift. Hello? Sure. A yeah. gift. So if I give the gift to someone, so I have to show on my tax filing on that I give money to so-and-so on 14000 on my tax, and who received the gift, they have to show on their tax too? Uh, and second you know, part, the tax consideration of making a gift, and if you're interested in a gift tax planning, uh, it is critical that you call us at 888-988-JOSH. The general tax considerations for a gift are, number one, you, if you're gifting stock, you're getting an estate tax benefit but you may be potentially losing a capital gain. So let's say you bought a stock for 1,000, now it's worth 10,000. If you gift that stock, you're gifting not only the stock, but also the basis of the stock. So you gotta potentially pay more in taxes. So you don't wanna gift a loan. You don't wanna go it alone. You wanna call me, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-JOSH, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Long Island, Call me now, North Jersey, Central Jersey, South Jersey, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674. We'll be back next week, 888-988-JOSH. Check us out on podcasts.